When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. And here's Robbie Fabry dropping it off. Re shot off the glove of Cam Talbot. A heavy release by Vladimir Tarasenko, who had the 40 a year ago and came into the night tied for the league lead this year with four. McDavid driving in. Left circle, back door. Rich shot, score. Milan Lucic off the rush. It's McDavid to Lucic. And Edmonton has its first lead of the night. Two to one. And they would go on to win 3-1. Lucic, the game winner against the St. Louis Blues. Let's go live. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. This is exactly the kind of game that I want was it was that game this morning we wanted to see how our team was going to respond and play and and to take it further um in going into the third um you know we were happy we responded got the goal from petter to get back tied up and then um throw it at them and see what uh, what would come out of it um scoring fairly early was nice um and then having the ability to defend there were some moments that were a little bit um um nerve-wracking but we settled things down. I think you could see the size difference along the walls tonight. Um, Lucic, Patty Maroon, Cassian, those type of players, even Pitlick, Schlepeshev, um, the ability to play in those tight areas along the walls and just advance the puck a little bit more, uh, get it to the blue and out. And it's not always a pretty out, but it's out and you get a chance to breathe again. And I thought that was a factor in the game. I'm sorry? I thought he was excellent again. Um, he, you know, a lot of things have gone on in his world, and we were real confident we were going to get a good game from him. Uh, but he made some real good saves through traffic. Uh, they have some big bodies that go to the net. Um, there wasn't a lot of stuff laying around, and when there was, he made some uh, some tremendous saves. So we're happy for him. Well, they, uh, again, they had to open the game up a little bit and they had to play with more risk. And when teams play with risk against us, we have some offensive people that can make them pay. So the offensive part of it uh, was encouraging. We weren't sitting back. And as a result, it kept them in their end a little bit more. But uh, I thought we checked fairly well. They had to come through five, not necessarily three, uh, to get to our zone. Um, I think Yak got behind us once uh, late in the period. But other than that, it was... uh, a fairly well-defended period. So I, f- I f- think our team is slowly growing um, in those situations. Well, timely scoring, um, certainly timely scoring. Uh, he's been able to get us some big goals. Uh, he'll continue to work and practice uh, as a penalty killer. We're not completely comfortable there yet. Um, I thought some of the younger players that have come from uh, the American League, and, and I don't think it's because we're doing things different there. Maybe terminology or sense of reads and timing on the penalty kill hasn't been as strong as, as we'd like it to be, and that's on us as a coaching staff. We have to get those players better so they can play in those situations so we get more ice time through penalty kill. And uh, we used Anton and Schlepp a lot, or Anton and Anton Lander and Mark Latestu a lot in face-off situations. They were out, take the face off, and then get off. So he becomes the odd man out uh, and ends up having a good game but only playing seven minutes tonight. Did you, uh, you watch your team lose to St. Louis? Big heavy team. Uh, does, this, does that make this a bit of a wild game? Well, I, I think that's... That's satisfying. We had one of those games against St. Louis last year, um, you know, near the end of the year, but it was more about special teams in that situation. Our power play, I think, got us for that night. Um, tonight was a lot more about five on five and grinding it out. Um, the, the group knows they can play in those games. They know there's, there's no uh, hesitation or fear to get involved in them, and that's a, that's a real important first step. Now it's executing in them, and, and we're getting better. You uh, talked about taking it in five game segments. You ended up with four weeks in your first five game segment of the year. Thoughts on that level of success, and maybe what you're watching for 
Well, and, and that's a, a real good point. The the points are in the bank. The five games, we'll look at the numbers. We'll talk to individual players, units, lines, um, evaluate the group that way, and we'll close the book, and we'll open a new one up going to Winnipeg. And uh, there was a lot made about starting well at home. We, we put some points in the bank, which we needed. Uh, but we also now have to learn to deal with um, the good. And... Um, as I mentioned this morning, playing with a lead, we haven't done that much as a as a team, and now we're uh, we've gone through a good segment. We haven't done that much as a team, so can we learn to, to carry ourselves properly, practice properly, prepare properly, so that we maintain it? And that's what really good teams do. Well, and you're, you're exactly right. Yes, he's really important. And I, when I watch um, a group of players play, I watch Matthews play, I, Laney and um, Tachuk play. Uh, two of them are later birth dates. They're basically a year older. But I see how they can produce. I think, yes, he can do that as well. So I, I believe in him in, the, in that situation and in that way. But we also have to reward some of the players that have, have given us a chance to win some of these games. So it's a catch-22. Um, we're not hurting him at all by by having him here and practicing and working with him. Um, he will continue the evaluation process. We'll get him in some games, um, and we'll keep moving forward. But I think he can be a factor when you look at what some of those other guys are doing. If he would have scored the other night, first two minutes of the game, he'd have two goals, and we wouldn't be talking about him. Good night. That's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. And the Oilers are now 4-1 and one on the season. They beat the St. Louis Blues tonight 3-1. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Parandish Team Broadcast Center, along with Yarmir Yager's former teammate, Rob <laughs> Brown. And we'll talk about him later on in the show. I'm Reed Wilkins. You can reach us, 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. In a third period, Rob, where the Oilers get the lead early and had some great opportunities to extend it with Lucic creating a lot and Nail Yakupov at the other end. A great chance for the Blues and he hit the goalpost cutting in. Yeah, it was a nice play by Yakupov. Unfortunately, we didn't see enough of that when he was here. Uh, you knew that he was going to have a strong game tonight. You always want to prove your former team wrong. And he came out, he scored the one goal, and then that was a great rush. Uh, the Oilers very fortunate it wasn't in but to me the game in the third period was all about McDavid Lucic and Everly excellent third period a number of great scoring chances Jake Allen made a number of huge saves Lucic we've talked about him a lot on the show afterwards people have called in you know what, what's the deal with Lucic what's wrong with Lucic thing like that well tonight you saw why the Oilers and every other team in the National Hockey League pursued him in the offseason when the games get tough all of a sudden, Lucic gets better. And, and wonderful hands on a couple of the plays. The goal, first of all, driving the net. Good hands to get the puck in the net. But sweet, soft little hands on the little saucer pass that he put over to McDavid. McDavid was stopped twice on that one by Jake Allen. But we saw us, uh, the soft touch of Lucic's hands. People were questioning whether he can play with McDavid. Does he have the speed? Does he have the hands? Well, tonight he showed that he does. So the Oilers win it 3-1 as we move along tonight. You'll also hear from Edmonton's own Ken Hitchcock, the coach of the Blues. That'll be courtesy Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. It was a scoreless first period, and Yakupov, who was at the center of things tonight, he scores 337 into the second period. We mentioned the chance he had into the in the third with about 10 minutes left. He cuts in off the left wing, goes all the way across the crease. Talbot made him wait and Yakupov wound up hitting the post with a trying to steer the backhand in. He also drew a penalty early in the third period shortly after the Oilers went up 2-1. Puck uh, flipped up in the air and Eric Greiber tried to bat at it and wound up hitting Yakupov uh, up. I'm not sure if it actually got his face or not but it looked it like it looked he got, like got, got his face. Greiber, Greiber got him pretty good yeah. so the good call by the referee. So Yakupov uh, certainly was involved tonight for the, the Blues and we'll just give his final uh, ice time. He plays 12-29. Only had uh, I guess the one shot on goal. And, and the goalpost as well. Um, for the Oilers, Rob, they, they are 4-1, and, and there's a long journey ahead. 
and there are going to be rough times, and, and there are going to be nights where they're probably not able to pull games out like this out. That's that's part of what you go through to a se- for the season, though. But when you looked at the schedule and you saw four of the first five at home and four of the game against the teams that weren't in the playoffs last year, you thought, okay, maybe they can get off to a good start. They've been able to take advantage, haven't always played great, but been able to take advantage. Their high-end talent has certainly come through at times. Their goaltending's come through two games in a row. And at least, I mean, sometimes we talk about playing uphill or playing downhill, and the Oilers were playing uphill almost 82 times last season. It's it's nice that there's a little bit of a cushion, some some points in the back, and, and a couple losses in a row aren't going to make you feel like, oh, my God, look now look where we are. Well, two points at the beginning of the season are just as important as two points at the end of the year. And the Oilers, over the last number of seasons, haven't banked near enough to start the year off and as you said it's it's tough every morning coming into the rink for practice and you're looking at the standings in the dressing room wall and you're always on the bottom looking up it's tough confidence wise the Oilers had a a good schedule for them to start the season but they had to take advantage of it and they have they got some confidence the the things that you you wanted to have at the beginning of the year you wanted good goaltending and for the most part we've seen a, a good start by Cam Talbert Talbot. We, we needed to see what could Lucic do on McDavid's line. Well, he's been very good. And that line has been very good. Connor McDavid won now eight points to start the season off. He needed secondary scoring. Well, uh, Leon Dreisel, this might be the first game this year where he didn't get a point. So he's been very, was, yep. yeah, so he's been very effective this year. And then the fourth line, there was injuries. So now you got these young kids coming into the lineup. Pay like three goals on the season. He's played well. Slepeshev, another strong outing by Slepeshev tonight. So the Oilers, despite the injuries uh, and despite the lack of production from Nugent Hopkins and Pouliot, are off to a 4-1 start. So it's everything that they'd hoped for. Now the, the key to being playoff teams is consistency. Now they got to find some consistency and carry this forward through the remainder of the month. Three goals tonight for the Oilers. That means 75 bucks, courtesy of Booster Juice to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Booster Juice is an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world, and they're kind enough to give 25 bucks for every Oilers goal all season long. 780-496-0063. We have Greg on the line. Greg, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. That's good. Um, if Talbot plays like this um, every time he has kids, I suggest he starts making more babies. Um, <laughs> he might, his wife might have some say in that one. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say is it's nice to see the Oilers actually win a, a game that um, is not all about skill and speed. I know they do have skill and speed, but to to be able to contend with some of these bigger teams, it, it, it's they are taking a step in the right direction, which is nice to see. So, so that's very good. Uh, the other question I have for you guys is: Do you? Um, I know it's early in the season. You know, you know they say give it 10, 15 games to see where you're at and stuff like that. But do you think, the, like your personal opinion, do you think that um, this is a smoke and mirrors, or do you think that uh, they've actually improved enough to uh, make a a pretty decent? Um, rise in the standings you know like buffalo last year plus 27 points you know um so i'm just curious what you guys uh think about where they're going as a team and i know it's early in the season but i just wanted your opinion well i i do think i mean i mean look here's the thing that we we've spent several years kind of saying well it can't get any worse and it hasn't but they've just stayed stayed where they were which is in the bottom three in the league greg I said before the season, I think it is reasonable to hope for and maybe even expect another seven-win improvement. They went from 24 to 31 from the year before last to last year. I don't think it's unreasonable to say that they go to 31-38 with a couple of the additions that they made, uh, you know, with Talbot hopefully a little more comfortable being a starting goaltender and, and if guys stay healthy, notably McDavid, who obviously... You know, eight points in five games. You can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah, but he only got two. He only got two points tonight, so he's clearly a bust. He had three in the, yeah. each of his first two games. I saw somebody tweeted Mark Spector that defenders have figured out how to shut him down one on one. So then Mark wrote back, "Yeah, I guess the fun is over. It was good while it lasted." Look, and the last thing I just want to say real quick is uh, that number sixty-four on St. Louis. He looked pretty good tonight. I wish we could get a player like that. He did. I wish. I wish he would have been that player when he was here, Greg. I can't argue with you there. Thanks for calling, buddy. Um, yeah, I'm reluctant to use the term smoke and mirrors. And, you know, four and one, you're clearly not going to get 80% of your points as the season goes on. But when you play a third period like this, and even, 
e- even the two games against the Flames, who are granted not as good a team against St. Louis, the Oilers didn't get shattered by bad things happening. They didn't. They didn't slink to the bench and be like, "Oh God, this Yakupov guy used to play for us, and now he scored against us. What are we going to do?" They didn't go out. Oh, Calgary scored two short-handed goals. Guess it's lights out for us. Hopefully, you see uh, a little more willingness to work through the difficult times in the game. Well, when, when I think of smoke and mirrors, I, I think of a team that wins a game they shouldn't have won. I think it's where a team comes in, they outshoot you 2-1, to one, your goalie stands on his head, you get a lucky break and you win a game. You won the game with smoke and mirrors. The Oilers are 4-1 and one on the season. I believe that record is reflective of the way the games have went. I think in the four games they won, they deserve to win. The game that they lost, they certainly deserve to lose that. So uh, this is uh, the schedule, as we said, is not they're not playing the LA Kings, the Ducks, the, the San Jose Sharks, the Chicago Blackhawks. They haven't had that part of their schedule. But if you want to be a playoff team, if you want to have important games come March, come April, then you've got to beat the teams that are supposedly beho- below you in the standings. Well, the Oilers right now are 4-1 and on the season. They would expect that Calgary and Buffalo and Carolina would be below them. St. Louis probably ahead of them. Well, in those games, they're 4-1. So they've done the job that they were supposed to do. When they come into the tough games, well, now you're going to see what kind of team they have yep. and where they, could, where they can go. More but, road games, back-to-back yep. games. I mean, there's Absolutely. lots ahead. And I, 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 to, to me, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the mm-hmm. anticipation of, of figuring it out. I mean, yeah. it's going to be even, even Sunday, Winnipeg. Two years ago in the playoffs, last year out. Who who really are the Winnipeg Jets? How are the Oilers going to match up against the line? How will they handle the hype of playing a Heritage Classic outside? Well, to me, what, 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 there's been tough years here for fans watching this team for a number of years. And the what players like, what coaches like when you're, when you're involved with a team, it's the journey that is the, the, the fun part. You know, at the very end, wherever you end up, well, that it was because of the journey. And for so many years here in Edmonton, the journey more or less ended in November or mid-December. Yep. The journey was over. Nobody followed the team anymore or, or, or felt that this is a journey worth watching. So I, for me, I don't know where they're going to end up in April. But right now, the journey is fun. So let's enjoy the journey, not look too far ahead. Is this a playoff team or is this not a playoff team? Let's enjoy the fun journey that we're seeing right now because we have not seen this in 10, 11 years. Oilers win 3-1 over the Blues, 780-496-0063. We have Jim standing by who's also going to finish the play with us. But first, Jim, give us your thought or question, buddy. How are you doing? Doing great. I'd just like to say um, I think the Oilers have turned the corner and we got up and good things coming. Well, I hope you're right. And it was nice tonight that uh, to be uh, several guys who Peter Shirelli acquired did well. Lucic, Talbot, thought Larson had a good game, thought uh, Cassian uh, had a pretty solid game. Um, so, you know, I know that as a general manager, he's always going to be picked apart. A lot of people are sour on him for the Reinhardt trade, but some guys that he did go out and acquire were, were stars in the game tonight. Jim, here you got a chance to qualify for a grand prize draw for 1000 bucks to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Let's see what Matthew Panashik has cooked up for finish the play. Cam Talbot will knock it down for Andre Secker. He'll slide it up the left wing boards for Lucic, and here comes Connor McDavid down the middle. He's got to step on Pareko out wide. All right, does McDavid shoot, or does he try to center that one, Jim? Tries to center it. Let's find out. Cam Talbot will knock it down for Andre Secker. He'll slide it up the left wing boards for Lucic, and here comes Connor McDavid down the middle. He's got to step on Pareko out wide. Centering pass, and not able to get there was Jordan Everly, but we've got a penalty. Jim, your name is into the grand prize draw. Chance for the Oilers back in the first period. Good stuff. Thanks for playing. Finish the play. So the Oilers get a 3-1 win. We want to hear more from you, 780-496-0063. You're also going to hear from Blues head coach Ken Hitchcock, from Neil Yakupov, from Milan Lucic, from Cam Talbot, all part of our postgame interviews as we roll along. From the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, it's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 
Dale Yakupov wearing number 64 in St. Louis with Upshaw already having been wearing 10. A centering pass back into Yaskin denied by Talbot with a left pad. That was a good pass and a great save by Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot sharp tonight. That's his save of the game for Armor Insurance. Complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card at Armor Insurance. .ca. Talbot named the game's first star as he winds up with 34 saves. Milan Lucic with the game winner gets the second star. Jake Allen, who didn't face as many shots as Talbot. He winds up with 20 saves, but many of them, especially in the third period, very, very good as the Oilers are able to win 3-1 over the St. Louis Blues tonight. Rob, want to do for a fourth star here? For Missioner Allen Auctioneering, check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. Pretty good night for... uh, Few, you know, I'm going to go with Tyler Pitlick. I mean, the guy's got three goals in five games, played with a lot of energy. I'll, I'll give it to Pitlick for me. Yeah, he, he was very good tonight. You know, another player I thought played very well tonight, and it's another acquisition by Peter Shirelli, was uh, Chris Russell again. 23 minutes plus two, five block shots on the game tonight, three shots. I thought he was. He had another strong game. He's He just gives the, the Oilers that, that, that second-pairing D-man that they can throw out there top pairing gets a little tired we still got Russell we can put him out there feel safe about it so Pitlick was very good and I thought Russell was good on the back end as well and he uh the Oilers were shorthanded for a total of six minutes tonight he was on the ice for three minutes and 20 seconds of that so he played some important minutes as well Ken Hitchcock is the coach of the St. Louis Blues here he is for Challenge Insurance Group Challenge creates opportunity we provide solutions uh, 77 shots directed at the net. Did you outwork the goalie enough? No. I think we're. I think the shot totals were a little bit misleading. We're on the perimeter probably too much. You know, game was a 1-1 game right where you wanted on the road, and we, we made a big error on the 2-1-2, and that was that gave him that lead, and then we started to have to open it up a little bit. But um, I thought I thought offensively, this is two games in a row where we've been held to the perimeter. You know, we've we've really, for me, wasted some great goaltending displays by Jake. He's been outstanding, um, given us a chance to win both games, and it's unfortunate for, with the way he's played that we only come out of this thing with one point. You said they're not the Oilers of old. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, they, they're big, they're strong, they're a lot of good players. I mean, they're going to be a good team. Yeah, get a good step, a good goal tonight. Yeah, he's, he's played well. He's getting better and better every game. We really like what he's got. He's got he's got explosive speed. He could have scored a second goal, but he's really competing at a high level. We we really like what he's bringing to our team right now. He's bringing a lot. How is he a good teammate for them? He just he's a, has fun playing hockey. Likes to play hockey. He wants to learn. He's very open to new ideas, and I think he's really responding. My coach's challenge. Did you think you had something there? Uh, well, we get the information from the room here, and they said challenge, so we did. Okay, thanks. Scott Johnson working the visitors' dressing room for us tonight. There's Rob Brown's old coach, Ken Hitchcock. Yeah, he's a good man, a very big part of uh, my success that I had in hockey. He uh, he helped me a lot through junior and then again in pro hockey. Uh, one of the best hockey minds the, the National Hockey League has ever seen. So when he says the Blues were too much on the perimeter tonight, Give me your take, Rob. How much of that was the Oilers keeping them out? How much of that was because sometimes teams fall into traps where they don't drive as much or they're not conscientious about putting the puck into those dangerous areas. How did you see that today? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, this is a different team this year than St. Louis had has had in the past. There's no David Backus, who's a guy that drives through the middle of the zone in front of the net. There's no Troy Brower, another player that's always in front of the net. They've got some some perimeter players on their team. There was a great example on a power play in the second period. The puck came back to Peter Angelo three times at the point. Three times he looked to shoot, and there was nobody in front of the net. They had five guys all on the perimeter, and Peter, Peter Angelo had to move the puck. Got it back again, nobody in front of that. That's not how the St. Louis Blues were a successful team for a number of years. They were successful because they crashed the net. Think about all the games that we watched, especially games in St. Louis, where there seemed to be a play in front of the Oilers' net 
every single shift. Three, four players in there crashing and banging. You didn't see that tonight. The St. Louis Blues are a good hockey club, but they will not be a good hockey club if they're a perimeter team. They're not good enough skilled-wise to be able to play that way. That's what Hitch, uh, that's what Hitch was talking about right there. Oilers win 3-1 over the Blues. You can get Rob and me at 780-496-0063. Tony has dialed in tonight. Hi, Tony. Go ahead. Hi, yes. I have two opinions tonight. First one is, um, I was listening earlier on the radio, and they said something about Nuge and how, you know, he's been taking, he doesn't take the shots that he should take. I just want to know, should we consider uh, trading him, or should we just keep him and see how well he does during the rest of the season? And my second one is, I think we're counting on the McDavid line with McDavid, Lucic, and everybody on way too much. It seems like they're the only ones who we really count on to produce. Um, that's right. That's my opinion. I don't know if you guys have the same opinions or not. Well, we'll start with your second uh, thought first. You're always going to rely on your best line more so than any other line. That's why they're called the best line. You you look at the LA Kings, the Kopitar line. You look in Anaheim, it's Getzlaff and Perry. You, you look for, in San Jose, it's Pavelski. Uh, you, the best line is usually the best line. They create the most offense. To be successful, you certainly need secondary scoring. For the Oilers this year, this is the first game that Leon Dreisaitl, who's on their second line, didn't get a point. So he's at, they've got secondary scoring from him. On their fourth line, and I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure Tyler Pitlick, you know, now three. he leads the team in goals. Tied for the well, Tied for Connor the McConnor got his fourth, okay, so, he's sorry, so he's second on the team but in Pitlick goals. Pitlick has three, Latestu has one. Yeah, so they, they have got secondary, they've got secondary scoring. So there's always going to rely on McDavid's line to get the, the, mo- the most of their offense. You're going to, and every team does. Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby, he's going to get their points. Detroit in those years, it was always Datsuk. But you need secondary scoring. They're getting that. As for Nugent Hopkins, uh, Nugent Hopkins, is they've got him in a different role now. The, they've got the McDavid line is number one line. The dry saddle line is your number two line. And tonight, if you watched, the line of Nugent Hopkins, Pouliot, and Cassian, they were the checking line. Every time you saw the Steen line come onto the ice, out came Nugent Hopkins. And that line kept them in check. They're the, the Steen line with uh, Tarasenko had nothing. So Nugent Hopkins is, I don't think he's going to be the offensive threat this year that they had hoped and when they drafted him, but he's also been put into a different role now. And if he can become a shutdown type of centerman, that is going to be fantastic for the Oilers because he still has offensive upside. He can still run your second power play unit. And Nugent Hopkins was 60% in the face-off circle, with his, which is a nice change. He was struggling a little bit this season. And his role changes are adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Tell you what, let's go back down to the Oilers' dressing room. Milan Lucic had the game winner tonight. Homeland, you talked about how big of a game this was uh, prior to the game, to step up and beat a team like St. Louis here and sort of make a statement here. What does it mean for this group? Well, it's obviously a huge win, and, uh, you know, we we talked about uh, getting off to a good start and having a f- good first five games here to kind of get our team rolling and, and gain some confidence before heading into this, uh, you know, this heritage classes. So, you know, it's great that, you know, we were able to, play a good game against a really good team here tonight and I think uh, you know a lot of credit has to go you know to our goaltending uh, you know the way he's been able to bounce back after that buff- Buffalo loss has uh, been huge for us in the last two wins and you know him uh, making some big saves and and keeping us in it uh, really gave us a chance to win. You talk about that goal uh, your goal to set up by a corner? Yeah just uh, able to break the break the puck out well you know jump on a turnover and uh you know, uh, Connor did a great job of kind of crisscrossing with me, and I just kept going to the net. And obviously, he makes a great pass, and just one of those plays, uh, you know, where you don't think you just shoot, and, and it ends up going in for you. So, uh, obviously, great play by him. Um, you know, off the rush, and and uh, ends up being a big goal. This is the kind of game you want to win against the kind of team you want to beat. You know, tight, close to the vest against the Blues team that's kind of had the weather number for a lot of years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, leading up to this year and, and all that type of stuff, you know, we talked about, you know, erasing the past and, and all those type of stuff. And, you know, you talked about St. Louis having uh, the Oilers number in the past years. And it's not just them. It's, you know, it's everyone, you know, just uh, 
kind of turn the page on, on everything that's happened with the new building and, and all that type of stuff. So for us to come here and, and, and I think having the mindset that we believe that we believe that we could come out with a win this game is is a type of mindset that that we're starting to build in our in our hockey club and uh, I think you know I think that's what helped us get this win here tonight and uh, you know moving forward you know it definitely it doesn't get easier because you know teams teams are going to be ready to play or they're going to be ready for you and uh, I think that's a lesson that you know we're going to have to move uh, learn moving forward is is you know teams aren't going to take us like lightly like they have in the past and we got to prepare for every team's best and uh, that's a lesson that we're going to have to learn sooner than later Reed that's been on the cheat Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers dressing room for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. Lucic, the game winner. The Oilers beat the Blues 3-1. Still ahead, you'll hear from the winning goalie Cam Talbot and from the St. Louis goal scorer Nail Yakupov. We're in the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And that was blocked by Russell, who led the league in shot blocks coming in after finishing second and first the preceding two years. Sent back in by the Oilers. Yakupov back on the ice. He has the game's only goal. Shot Sekra redirected home. Tyler Pitlick with the tip, and Edmonton's got this game tied at one. Tyler Pitlick with his third of the season from Sekra and Latestu at 6:22 of the second period. 30 seconds in, in 36 seconds into the third, Lucic from McDavid and Eberle gave the Oilers a 2-1 lead, and then McDavid unassisted at 19:22 to seal the scoring. Oilers take it 3-1. They were 0 for 2 on the power play. The Blues were 0 for 3. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We're going to hear from winning goaltender Camp Talbot in a minute, but first we have Dave on. Oh, sorry, we have Rob on the phone line. Hey, Rob. How's it going, boys? Good. Awesome. I was just going to say, uh, you know, tonight when I'm watching the game, all I'm thinking of is I cannot believe we are playing with the big boys. Like we were we were in there the whole time, and I haven't seen that in I don't know how long, and it was so nice to see. You know, like we, we, we haven't been there. And, and so long to even just be in, in, in the ballpark after the first period. It was great to see, and Talbot was awesome. I mean, and I can't believe after everything he's gone through in the last two days how excellent he was. Uh, I, I, I Actually, I was kind of worried uh, about him, uh, but, no, he came through, and uh, it was just phenomenal just to see the effort and uh, the complete um, – you know, well, and then I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but and then to, but to see Dale Yakubov score, I thought, oh, oh, here goes some of the fans. They're going to go nuts. Yeah. Um, well, they're going to. I, I couldn't believe it, but anyway, um, but it all worked out for everybody. I think in the end. Well, and speaking about the big boys, Rob, great call. Thanks, and he's, I'm glad he's got all that energy tonight. But Rob, you brought up Patrick Maroon before the game. I thought Maroon and Drysital. And they had a couple different wingers, but, uh, uh, you know, Slepeshev was off in there. I, I thought that line played almost as well as you can without getting a goal. Yeah, I agree. They they, they played a big game down low, and I think that's where they're going to have their success. It's not going to be a line that's going to do a great deal off the rush, but it's a line that when they get the puck in deep and start working it on the cycle, they use their strength, they use their bodies, they can take the puck to the net. And they were they were successful. They kept the puck in the offensive zone for long periods of time. And as they start continue to play with each other, I mean, they've had a, a different winger a few times. But Slepeshev was there for the last couple. They've looked good together. So they just have to continue to push that. They've got it's like a one-two punch. You have that line that'll keep you hemmed in a bit, and then you have the the McDavid line come out. They can just strike quickly. And we saw that today with the McDavid line. Two or three, there'd be a shot for the Blues, puck them out, gone. There'd be a turnover at the blue line, puck gone. And they were jumping into it and some pretty, pretty plays. And when you play St. Louis, you normally don't see pretty goals scored against you. The Oilers, be only because of Jake Allen's brilliance, could have had four or five 
pretty goals tonight. Yeah, many of them in the in the third period yes. too. They had a chance to extend it there before McDavid finally got the empty netter. Cam Talbot, uh, Cam Talbot, solid again. He's the first star. He's standing by downstairs. Yeah, once again, there were a couple of saves real early in that game that you had to make pretty high-end saves. Does that just help you get dialed in on the night like that? Yeah, anytime you can make big saves like that, it, it helps you settle down. You know, you can get those saves out of the way early and uh, carry those through, through the end. Uh, I actually didn't feel too bad. I was able to get some sleep last night. I went home uh, 8 o'clock last night, so I was able to get some rest. But um, it was a long day yesterday, but uh, wouldn't change it for the world. I was ready to go tonight, riding a bit of an adrenaline high. And uh, can't wait to get back there tonight and, and have the big one in my back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I can't leave a guy like that alone in the slot. He's got a good skill set, so, I mean, he's going to bury those most times. So um, we lost him that one time, but we were able to, to keep the rest out, so that's what matters. Four wins in your first five games. I know Todd focuses on five-game segments. Nice way to start a season, I would imagine. Yeah, it's a great way to start a season. We we looked at it early, and we knew that this stretch was going to be huge for us. No back-to-backs, a lot of home games, not too much travel. So we knew we had to come up strong to, to have a chance this year, and, and we've done that so far, and we got to carry this through. Yeah, he did have a heck of a game. I mean, he puts his body on the line night in and night out, and that's why he's always at the top of the shot block leaders, and and uh, he's pretty fearless out there. So to have a guy like that on the back end playing with Reggie, who also puts his body in front of a lot of those, I mean, they're just a great pair back there. Reed, that's Cam Talbot. From father of twins Cam Talbot to father of twins Rob Brown. He's laughing when he said, yeah, I got a good night's sleep last night. Yeah, few and far between (laughs) after you have twins. Um, They needed a good effort from Cam Talbot this week. After the Buffalo game, they could have rocked this team. Talbot comes out, and he was exceptional against Carolina. And then again tonight, it was more of a subtle great game by him tonight. Uh, He doesn't have the the five-bell uh, saves that Jake Allen had but there was a number of redirections a number of quick shots through screens there was the one in front where it looked like I can't remember which St. Louis Blue he just turned around looked like he had an open net all of a sudden the foot sh- just comes flying out makes a big save so a, a strong effort by Cam Talbot one that the Oilers needed and this is one of those games that you knew that if there was one mistake and by a goaltender that was going to be the game Neither goaltender made a mistake. And Cam Talbot, what a strong effort, setting themselves up for a very good month, hopefully to be able to continue with another strong effort in Winnipeg. Oilers beat the Blues 3-1. They've only won four of their last 20 games against St. Louis, but they do not have a two-game winning streak against the Blues because they won the final game last year. 780-496-0063. Doug is on the line. Hello, Doug. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, good. Listen, uh, Rob, yeah, a couple callers ago, he talked about Nuge, um, you know, possibly trading him, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I, I'm of the old school. You can never have enough centers. Uh, but having said that, uh, you did mention that his role has changed somewhat. He's becoming more like a, a checking center now or a third-line center, whatever you want to call it. And uh, that's great. That's fine and dandy. But my only fear is uh, down the road, uh, can with the cap and whatnot, are you, can you afford to keep a $6 million centerman uh, as your third-line center? That's my only worry. I mean, that, that, the ugly part of business is going to kick in sometime. Uh, do you eventually look at, you know, doing something with him and getting a third-line centerman that can do what he does at, you know, whatever the cost? Three, four million, or whatever. You know what I'm getting at. I, I completely understand. Now, this was just tonight that I saw him in the. Oh, that I role. understand. Yeah, and, and I'm, if I'm looking at the Oilers, to me, Connor McDavid, obviously undisputed number one center. I feel that Leon Draisaitl is better suited as a second line center. I just feel that his upside is higher. I agree and, with you. So then you got Nuge. Now the problem. And, and I, I don't see anything happening with Ryan Nugent Hopkins anytime soon. No, but no. He is a third-line center right now. He's making $6 million with a number of years left. Right. How easy is it to move that? 
that's yeah you're right you're right and again uh, I guess that the point is you can never have enough you have one injury and all of a sudden guess what happens here if you do decide to trade him then then you're behind again you can never not have enough centermen right so it's true uh, I mean, the thing is, he can play. You can always, again, move dry, settle to the wing. He, I mean, Nugent Hopkins Kajula, or Washington. Kajula's around, yeah. but he hasn't played. He's supposed to be on the team. So. And this is it. I mean, what's going to happen down the road? But, I mean, for now, yeah, things are going okay. Uh, uh, we're winning <laughs> for now, which is good. I mean, we'll see what happens when we go on the road eventually and all that kind of thing. Eh? But uh, but the point of it, I'm getting, I guess we're getting at this game today, it was played last year. We would have lost that game, right? Uh, it just seems that the whole team has taken a bit of a step. And if Nuge is your number three centerman, well, maybe that speaks well for the rest of the team, right? So you can't complain about that, eh? No, you're yeah. absolutely right. Well, I think what, what, what the Oilers have done is they've gone out and got guys that are big, strong, physical players that have come from winning organizations and they just a different mindset Milan Lucic he doesn't he, he won't accept failure no. I mean, Patrick Maroon's been on Anaheim teams that were very successful especially regular season I mean those guys aren't used to losing they don't want to lose and they're going to lead by example and what they do the biggest thing difference between uh, the the successful teams and the non-successful not not just talent but it's the willingness to do the little things that's and, right. And we've seen that a lot from a Lucic. We've seen that from a Maroon. Now, if those guys are doing it, you better follow along. You better well, follow and, along. And like you say, tonight's game's a perfect game. I mean, it wasn't all just skill and, and flash and dash and try and score off the rush. It was, they had to grind it out, just like well, the, the teams that do win is what, that's what they do. They have to grind it out, right? And that's what we did. So there's nothing wrong with that. Doug, thanks for listening, man. Great to hear from you. 780-496-0063. Let's go downstairs to the St. Louis dressing room to a guy two weeks ago today. It was his last full day as an Edmonton Oiler. Here's Neil Yakupov. Well, how did it feel to be here and play them? It was awesome. I mean, we had to, uh, I mean, crowds is good and rank was obviously pretty good, so it was... Uh, great to be here and to play against my old teammates, and you know I think that was really good hockey tonight. Did you think you were going to be as alone as you were in front of the net for your goal? Do you think it's a bad goal or what? <laughs> Tripping? <me? No>. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was trying to score a goal. I don't know it just happened. Well, yeah, just trying to go to the net and find a puck. Some guys come to play their old team and they're uncomfortable. It's not a great night. Uh, you played very well. You had a lot of hop in your step. Did you? feel comfortable right away were you excited to play the old, your old team uh i think more i was trying to stay focused with my team and uh trying to like play as the right way as a teammate and you know it's all about this team right now i mean i try to not think about my old team now because uh, i'm here now and we have a plan and and i mean obviously i had some a uh, little nervous i was a little nervous i had a little pressure but i mean a couple of shifts and everything's went away so yeah, it's always always good to have a goal for sure. Yeah, you think you had that second goal you got around Talbot and hit the post? Yeah, I tried to put it in, you know, and it never happened. And it was puck came back and and I thought someone gonna make a rebound, but you know, whatever. Uh, I know guys are trying hard and we try to score but good. The video tribute, what'd you think of that? Which one? Uh it was awesome. I mean, I really appreciate the fans and everyone who who, who did it for me. And and uh, that city goes uh, always going to be in my heart. And you know, I start my NHL from here. So uh, thanks everyone and thanks fans and uh, thanks for support. Last one. Jake Allen just said that uh, these aren't the same Oilers. I mean, you know better than anybody, don't you? I mean, they look pretty good tonight. Yeah, they they were good. Uh, they went tonight, and you know, they had a real good start uh, with another teams and. I mean, season just started for us too, as well. And I think uh, for us, if you're not going to lose, we're not going to win. So I think it's a good lesson for us, and and we have to be sharper against Calgary and to get points. You also talked about how you are trying to be a good teammate. How are you doing that? Personality first, and if you get outside, you have to be in, uh, good inside too. So trying to respect everyone, and you know, trying to be a good guy, and and trying to be a good teammate. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey. Scott Johnson in on the Nail Yakupov scrum. He gets the only goal for the visiting St. Louis Blues tonight. The Oilers win it 3-1. They needed a couple more empty netters to get to the Japanese. Well, I mean, if they put a beat Allen on a couple of those great chances, they might have got there. Uh, the Japanese Village goal light 
is on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. If the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn it on, and you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, one of them downtown, right close to the rink here, south side and north side as well. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. More of your reaction and a little more from the dressing rooms as we move along. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The Edmonton Oilers and Vancouver Canucks are tied atop the NHL standings. The Oilers beat St. Louis 3-1 tonight. The Canucks held off the Sabres 2-1. The Canucks are first. The Oilers second on the tiebreaker because the Canucks have played four games. The Oilers five. No one expected that, Rob Brown. Uh, no, no, it's upside down time right now in the National Hockey League. But uh, there, there's importance for certain teams to get off to good starts to the season. Teams that have been on the bottom of the last couple of years, they know how important these games are. And if you have games that you think you should win, win them early in the season. It puts a lot less pressure on you in January, February, March, when all of a sudden the games seem a little bit tougher. So a couple teams that uh, you would expect to be at the bottom of the standings or near the top, and a few teams such as the LA Kings that you would expect to be at the top or near the bottom. So you got to f- take advantage. Right now, teams that want to, uh, if you want to be in the Western Conference playoffs, if you want to win your division, you got to take advantage of the teams that are hurting. Right now, the LA Kings missing their goal upwards to three months. three months. Take advantage. Their, their goaltending has not been good since Quick has gone down with an injury. So take advantage of that. Kick them while they're down, I guess you say, and try to build as many points. Get as big a pad between you and them because when Quick comes back, all of a sudden that team becomes so much better. And the Kings did get their first win of the season tonight. Alec Martinez in overtime, 4-3 over Dallas. Carolina beats Calgary 4-2. It is uh, the Bruins beating the Devils 2-1. Ducks 1-3-2 in Philadelphia. Penguins on home ice 3-2 over the Sharks. Caps beat the Panthers 4-2. Yarmir Yager career goal 750. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> he, like, I, I mean, the fact that he's still playing at this level at his age. And, uh, I mean, now it's just going to be milestone after milestone. We're always going to see. I know that I got a, a tweet out from one of the, the sports networks saying, Yarmi Yager's 750th goal. And I think we're going to see many more of those things this year as he continues his assault on the National Hockey League scoring point totals. Avalanche beat the Lightning 4-0. Habs 5-2 over the Coyotes as Price returns from injury. Wild beat the Maple Leafs 3-2. The Oilers farm team losing 5-4 in Manitoba. Of course, that's the Bakersfield Condors. Matthew Benning and Jujar Kara each had a goal and an assist. The Cubs beat the Dodgers 8-4 to go up 3-2 in the NLCS. And in Thursday Night Football, Packers 26, Bears 10. We have Melissa on the phone line. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for calling. Hi. How are you guys tonight? Good. Good. Um, Just three super quick things. First of all, I figured after the, the Buffalo game, it was kind of business as usual. But I am legitimately, for the first time in like a lot of years, excited for this season. Secondly, I am overjoyed that Yak got to score. It's great, and I'm I'm happy that he got to do it here, even though he didn't really do it here before. But that's fine. And third thing, I would like to officially start a petition to change Connor's last name to McJesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melissa. Well, good, good luck with number three. Uh, Thank you. Thanks a, lot for, thanks a lot for calling. We also have Mark standing by on the call-in line. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hi, Mark. Go ahead. Hey, uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment on uh, uh, Sorry, we got you, Mark? Yeah, hello. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to, to 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 say that last year when Maroon was 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 like playing playing with uh, uh, Mick, did, did yeah, you do. Yeah, Maroon played with McDavid a few a few times last year for sure. Do you, do you like that combination, Mark? Oh, we lost him. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, well, I don't want to read into where he was going there. So maybe maybe we'll get him some other night, Rob. Tell you what, let's go uh, back downstairs uh, quickly. Tyler Pitlick, three goals on the season for the Oilers. Here he is. 
Yeah, it's huge. It's huge to get the win and just to go out there and play a strong game. I definitely think there's still some things we can clean up and in the D zone and that aspect of the game. But uh, we played a good game and we got the win. And for yourself to chip in again offensively with the goal, uh, how does that feel? Feels good. It's always good to get on the board. It's it's huge for the the fourth line to get on the board and help out. So I mean, it's always good when. Your secondary scoring helps. You made a pretty nice tip there on the play. What were you thinking there driving to the net? I was just going to the net and trying to get in front for a screen, and then Sakara made a great shot and was behind me, and I just kind of reached back and tipped it. So it was good. Just talking about the team's confidence, but from your standpoint, how confident are you right now? I mean, I'm pretty confident. I've been playing well. I'm just kind of trying to stick to the basics, skating fast and hitting guys and getting to the getting to the net. Read that, Tyler Pitlick. Thank you, Brendan Ulrich. Pitlick, three goals in the first five games. He's definitely one of the more positive stories for the Oilers so far this season. They're four and one. They beat the St. Louis Blues three one. Rob, they they move into Winnipeg. It's it's not any other regular season game. So I look at it as you know yet another test for this team because there's going to be more. I mean, there was already hype around it. Having McDavid adds to the hype, and now the fact that the Oilers have started well is they're going to be answering questions about that for the next 48 hours. They will. There, there's going to be an excitement though, and these guys are pumped about this. You know, it's uh, the, every every year when these things are on TV, the guys in the NHL that aren't playing in them are watching it and wishing it, it was them that was playing in it. So they're going to enjoy it. I, I think they've got a leadership this year that's going to make sure that as well as they enjoy it, they understand that it is an important two points against a team that they want to be ahead of come March and April. So it's an important two points that way. And Winnipeg's another team. There's been, there's been games where the Winnipeg Jets have used their physical size and, and beat the Oilers down that way. So the Oilers, it was a, it was a nice win tonight against a team that they've struggled with in the past and hopefully they can carry over the good things that they did tonight the way that they stayed patient the way that they used their size their physicality the way that they got the cycle going in the offensive zone those things and carry that over into winnipeg and the one thing that you never saw in the past with the edmonton oilers they were never a, a team that was really good at the counter punch and tonight you saw that today St. Louis Blues, they would turn the puck over, bang, all of a sudden the Oilers are gone and scoring on the on the rush or getting a chance on the rush. So hopefully take some good things and keep this little streak they got going, going forward for uh, as long as they can ride it out. So here's what's coming up. Oilers now noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 9 tomorrow night. From 2 to 3.30 on Saturday afternoon, we'll have a show from the alumni game at Investors Group Field in Winnipeg. Eskimos pregame show at 3.30 on Saturday. Eskimos and Lions at 5 o'clock on Saturday night. Another big game for the Green and Gold. 11.30 in the morning on Sunday. Face-off show. Puck drop for the Heritage Classic at 1. That is all on 6.30, Chet. Rob, I'll see you Sunday, man. It sounds good. Going to be a fun day. Also, thanks to Matthew Panashik, our studio producer back at 6.30, Chet, and our engineer here at Rogers Place, Troy Bowler. My name is Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranish Team Broadcast Centre. Oilers win it 3-1 over St. Louis.